Hey drivers, my name's Bonnie. I've had my CDL since January of 2018, and this is a life I never would have dreamt of for myself. Growing up, my dad was a professor, and he always stressed the importance of education to me, and I just knew that that was the path that I was going to take. But when I was only six credits away from my associate's degree in business, I decided that that wasn't for me. I wasn't happy, and I needed an adventure. So I set out, and I went to Minnesota for a little while with my friend Deb and worked in a music shop. And then I went to Alabama and stayed with my friend Amber, where I got certified in ship fitting and welding. Two more things I never would have seen myself doing, but hey. And then I met my friend Rex, who helped me get through CDL school and dealt with my oh-so-many breakdowns my first couple years on the road to get me through. Podcasting has become a vital part of my day. They give me inspiration whenever I feel like this job is too much and I just can't take it. They allow me to learn while I drive and make my money. And they keep me company when I'm feeling lonely. So I want to be part of this world. I want drivers to send me stories either through my Gmail at truckertailspodcast at gmail.com or over recorded phone calls. I'm going to be trying out both, but know that I'm new to podcasting and I'm not sure what's going to work best yet. All constructive criticism is welcome. So buckle in. It's going to be a fun ride. Let me start off with telling you about one of my family favorites, the shit-tastrophe that happened with me and my niece in Texas. So I took her with me for the first time over the road one summer when she was 15. It was just me, her, and my chihuahua, Drogo. And one day she told me her stomach hurt because she couldn't poop. And you know what? I thought, I know how to fix this. Laxatives. So I bought a chocolate bar with laxatives in it, and they gave her one small piece like the wrapper suggested. Ten hours later, she still didn't go to the bathroom. So what do I do? I give her two more, thinking that'll work. Side note, I don't have kids and probably shouldn't be left alone with them in charge for any real amount of time. Anyways, the next morning, I smell the shittiest shit smell I had ever smelled in my life. And my niece assured me that Drogo just farted and she was going to take him outside. So I roll back over and go to sleep. She gets out for a few minutes and then gets back in. She looks at me and says, Aunt Bonnie, we need to go now. She seems distressed, and I needed to pick up my load anyway, so I hightail it out of there. What happened, sweetie? I asked, and she tells me, Drogo didn't fart. She did, and she had to poop real bad, so she hopped out and bent down in her dress right next to the truck. As she did so, there was another driver watching the sunset, smoking a cigarette and just enjoying some coffee, standing there, watching her shit herself on the side of my freight liner. (laughs) She told me it looked like a meatball with gravy. My poor baby, man. Till this day, she questions my medical advice. Can you believe it? But as awful as it was at the time, we always laugh now when somebody mentions the catastrophe, and that is a memory she will have forever. Next, let me share with you part of a phone call I had with a driver named John. He's going to tell you about an unbelievable ferry ride he had when he was hauling logs. Hey, John, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing fantastic today. I'm sitting here watching uh, Matt's off-road recovery. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, thank you so much for helping me out with my podcast. You know, I'm just getting started, but I really think we can uh, have a lot of fun out here telling some of these stories. It's a, it's a wild ride. 
Uh, you probably can. I, uh, I've told quite a few to people, and some of them uh, they can't hardly believe, but they're all true. So, uh, where do you like, want me to start? Yeah, you know, well, like I can. Go, wherever you go want. Ahead. <laughs> wherever you want to. Uh, well, I started driving a truck when I was 19. I was driving a lot of truck in Tennessee. Back then, you didn't, all you had to have was a chauffeur's license to drive. So, uh, And I'm 71 now, so if that tells you anything, I've been through it, been there and back. Uh, the one I would really like to tell you, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with one. I left Rockford, Illinois once. I was driving for J.B. Hunt. I was going south on 67, and it was in the wintertime. And it wasn't, it was sunny out, but it was a little bit windy. And I was driving about 40, 45 mile an hour. And all of a it was on a two lane road. And all of a sudden, a gust of wind hit me. And I was in the other lane going south in the northbound lane. And I, I was just thankful, thankful that there was nothing coming because I was empty and it happened in a second. So if anybody hears this, you, you know, you have to be careful when, the, what I did is I hit a patch of ice and the wind blowing, it just slid me over. It right. was, I mean, it, it, it'd make you, uh, thank Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to tell you a story and you might not believe it, but it's absolutely true. I used to have pictures for it and during a move or whatever, it got lost, but I was about 31 years old and I was dr- actually dr- driving uh, private truck. I was driving a log truck. And me and my brother and a friend of mine was cutting timber off of an island in the middle of the Mississippi River. And to get across, uh, the owner of the island had a ferry boat. And that's where you had to drive the truck down onto the ferry boat and then back off to get over into Arkansas and then come back to Tennessee to the uh, uh, sawmill. Well, Cecil Carver was supposed to was dry, actually our truck driver at the time. I was uh, driving the log skitter, but he was sick one day, and so he didn't come. So they, I had to drive the truck, and I come down onto the barge, no problem. And when John O'Neill, he was the owner of the island and the barge, he uh, pulled me off the bank, and the barge had different holes in it, and he'd always pump it pump it empty on three of the holes they leaked and this day he didn't do it for some reason but anyway he come around and had me out in the middle of the river and and bumped it too hard and it just turned my truck and i was sitting in the driver's seat turned the truck upside down and it broke this ferry boat loose from the barge and i went down in 35 foot of water inside the truck oh my god and uh, there was tools and stuff changed and everything in the cab of that truck. And when it hit, it broke the windshield out. So when it when it hit the ferry boat, it broke the windshield. And when it come on down, the windshield came in on me. And it made a, another turn and landed on all 18 wheels. The logs broke loose. I had about 5,000 foot logs on it. I had probably, I was close to max on weight. But when it hit, I thought, well, you're going to die now, dummy. And then the next thought in my head was, you need to get out of here. So I I had cowboy boots on, a cowboy hat. My sister got me. I lost the cowboy hat. And I actually, this is when, uh, you know, Jesus is with you. 
because I swam 35 foot up, and there and when I popped up, one of the logs that broke loose from the truck was right there, and mm-hmm. I just grabbed a hold of it. And one of my, uh, the friend that was we were working with was on the bank, and he jumped in a boat and came out and pulled me in. And when he pulled me in, I had a white shirt on, and it turned instantly red. I was bleeding so bad. I was cut everywhere. Oh, my God. And we drove from there to Dyersburg, and they went in. I had gouges in me. They couldn't even sew up. And uh, so, and we actually, it took, we tried to pull it out with our skitter, and we couldn't because the, the ramp on the other side had concrete coming up, and the bump of the truck went under it, and we had to get, well, we had gotten divers out there to mark the truck. That's how we knew how deep it was. And it was sitting on all 18 wheels like I drove it down there, he said. And, uh. So we had to get a crane out there, and they picked it up. And when they brought started the cab out of the truck, we had them stop. And I sat on the hood of the truck, and they, when t- we took pictures of me sitting on the hood of that truck coming out of the river. And uh, we pulled it up on the bank, drained everything, uh, put new fresh oil, new diesel fuel and everything in it. And they says, so one guy says, I guess you won't be driving that truck back down the barge again. And I was the very first one to drive the truck back down the barge. We put it right back on the road to so we unlocked it again. But if Cecil had been driving that day, he'd be dead because he had a heart condition. So. Wow, that is a crazy story. <laughs> so. And I've been working now at the same job for eight. I work, uh, well, I cut down to three days a week. I was working five days a week, 40 hours a week as a maintenance supervisor. I've cut down to three days a week at 71 years old, and I'm still going strong. <laughs> That's right. Get it, driver. <laughs> so yeah. I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, we can end this here, and maybe we can get in contact again. If you've got some more stories for me, we can do uh, this. I would love that. Those are the best ones. I But there's some, you know, that are funny. Uh, a couple times I parked at Walmart parking lots, and this stuff, you know, we can get into that later. But uh, I just want to let you know that, there's truckers out there that love their job. You have some out there that you can't trust as far as you can throw them. Right. But most of them, most truckers are good people. Yeah. They are. And uh, I've, I've never had any trouble on the road. Never, ever. I've driven everywhere. I've driven, like I said, in Los Angeles. We always went uh, at night in Los Angeles. I never drove through L.A. in the daytime. It was always 2 o'clock in the morning when there was no traffic. So. Right. But, yeah. But yeah, I can and I can give you some pointers too if you're having problems with trucks or whatever. I I I've actually pulled on the side of the road and fixed my own truck. Got it. And That's great. <laughs> I could use that. Like the other day, I ran out of fuel like two oh. miles because <laughs> I've never pulled over a weight before, and I misjudged by two miles. And oh, I went yeah. got an Uber and I got some fuel, and I'm priming my engine for about 45 minutes on the shoulder on a bridge in the rain. Oh. Nothing's happening, so I go get more fuel, and I'm priming it again. I eventually break down, and I'm like, okay, i got to call roadside. And they get there, and it was because I didn't know that you had to put a gallon of fuel in the fuel filter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe I can use you when I get into something like that. Yeah, next yeah you can unscrew the filter, fill it up, and it's a whole lot easier. Yeah, if I would have just known, you know, the whole hour and a half I wasted, missed the port that day. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you this one, but this one happened in Pennsylvania. My uh, my father-in-law and my wife and two, and two of my brother-in-laws watched me do this and thought I was crazy. But I'll tell you about that one later, all right? 
All right. Well, thank you, John. Thank you so much. You stay safe out there, driver. I just hope it helps you out, okay? I so appreciate I always, it. I always respect the drivers on the road. Uh, I have these guys that cut me off and stuff, and but I always yeah. respect them. I give them their distance and everything. So you guys well, keep up the good work. Thank you so much. All right. Good See one. you, Bonnie. <laughs> later, John. Thanks. Right, later. Bye-bye. This next one's a story that I got from my friend Cam that I met at orientation at Western Express. Do not go to Western Express. Just letting you know. But he's a pretty cool guy, and he's helping me out with my podcast. So he sent me a story, and he said, One day I was in New York, and I was on my way to a truck stop. I got there and knew I was going to go straight to bed because I was so tired. I was spending the weekend there, so I was off for my 34, and I was getting ready for a shower. I walk in, check in, get my shower, get all washed up, and I start walking back to my truck when I notice two girls walking back and forth. Now, I usually mind my own business, so I didn't care much about them, but I guess they spotted me. So I'm in the cab and getting settled in for the night when I hear a knock on my door. I walk to the front of the cab and crack my window and ask, may I help you? She responded, may I borrow your charger? And I told her simply, I don't want any service. Thank you. Have a good night. I already knew what that was going to result in. An hour or two later, both were back, and at this moment, I was almost asleep. I had gotten comfortable and snuggled in my bed, and I asked them, kind of irritated, may I help you? She said she was cold and needed somewhere to get warm. So I paused, looked at her, and told her to go to the nearest store and steal a blanket. I shut my window back and went back to bed. That wasn't the best idea because within four seconds, she turned around and threw like three or four huge rocks at my windshield and shattered the entire thing. I was up for the next six hours waiting on breakdown and for a windshield replacement. I never got any sleep that night, but the two women were arrested and taken to jail. So it all went well in the end, I guess. This next one is one that I got through my Trucker's Tales podcast Gmail account. This comes from a driver named Guy. He writes, I had a load of apples from Washington that I was delivering into Chattanooga, Tennessee. I always did like to drive at night, especially east of the Mississippi River. So it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was it was just a little place I was delivering the apples to, and they were closed, but I had gotten permission ahead of time to back into the dock and was told that they would unload me first thing in the morning. Now, it was right beside the road, and I got set up to back in. But when I started to back in, this girl jumped into my truck and ripped off her clothes and was butt naked before I could even get back off the road. She was a cute little thing, but good lord did she stink. I'm talking well-used outhouse in 120-degree weather foul-smelling. She was, of course, a prostitute wanting to make some money. I had to literally open my passenger door out and door and push her out of my truck butt naked and toss her clothes out behind her. I shut the door and locked the truck so she wouldn't jump back in and then I backed up to the dock and went to bed. A little while later I heard some guy pounding on the door telling me I owed him $20 for fucking his girl. I told him I didn't fuck her. She was there with him and she said, but you seen me naked and I said I wasn't paying nothing for that, but they owed me money for making my truck smell like shit. I was looking out the passenger side window and noticed the guy had a gun. So I reached under my bed where I had this metal pipe that I used for a cheater bar in case I had to change tires. I reached up and opened the window just enough to slide the end of the barrel out. You heard him walking off yelling at the girl, you crazy bitch, you're going to get us all killed. 
and after they walk off, I heard someone laugh over the CB. It was two cops that were sitting across the road watching all of this happen. I asked them why they didn't do anything, and they said it looked like I had it handled, and probably deterred her from trying that ever again. Here's a call with my friend Don, who I met one day at a truck stop. He got an interesting show from a four-wheeler. Hey, Don. Hey. How are you today? Oh, fairly well. And you? Good. So you got some stories for me that you'd be willing to share with the listeners? Oh, yeah. Tell Been me a about couple it. Of, uh, This was back in the early 80s, but uh, I come off of 95 on the 85 there in Petersburg, Virginia, and it was getting dark. The only thing I saw behind me was headlights under the trailer. They were that close to me. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking state trooper, possibly flagging me, getting ready to flag me for speeding through there because the speed drops from 55 and goes down to 55 in Petersburg and then picks back up once you get on 85 there to 60. I was rolling close to 70 when they come up behind me. <laughs> so I, I slowed down. Yeah, it's no big deal. I slowed down. Figured if they're going to get me, they're going to get me for impeding versus speeding. Okay. But about the time I got Picked up 70 mile an hour. The vehicle that was behind me whipped out to the left lane. The interior cab light was on. And they come up, got up beside the cab of the truck, and I just looked down and had to do a double take. Girl in the passenger seat was buck naked, playing with her boyfriend while he was playing with her. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was spread eagle right in the middle of the window. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was a. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, yeah, that's, I got on the radio, hey guys, y'all ain't going to believe what I just saw, and I told them what I saw, and they go, no, nah, driver, that was imagination. A few minutes later, I heard the guy pick up, oh no, he wasn't lying. <laughs> another, <laughs> driver saw what I, another driver saw what I saw. Oh my gosh. It's crazy when you can see up above everybody what you see going on in these cars down here <laughs> Ain't it though? Yes. Uh, I've, I, I've I've seen truck drivers going down the road with a seat all the way back. Their girlfriend, wife, or whoever that was would be over there playing with them while they're going down the highway. Oh my God! They'd have a cruise, have a cruise control set and yeah, you know, just out and about. I had this one guy when I was merging traffic in Atlanta, and he must do this all the time because he had pre-written signs, and he's honking at me, like, going down the road, down 75, and I look over, and he was like, girl driving truck, you rock, and I I blow my air horn, and I'm like, thank you. You know, people do that to me all the time. They love seeing a little girl up there. But then he holds up another sign, like, 10 seconds later, like, can I show you my dick? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And I got off at the next exit because I was afraid he was going to follow me. And uh, we were backed into the dock up there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It was a secured loading and unloading area. You had to drop your trailer and pull out. And I heard this, you know, hey, driver, your load, your trailer's ready. And the next thing I heard was the loud banging of a door. And I looked out, and his door was laying in the concrete floor, and they were out there taking pictures where his door had rocked loose off the side of his trailer. And Mm. Caught the door, caught the door jam on the roll-up door jam. Oh man! I mean, I've made mistakes. Like one time, 
my door came unhinged, like I had it latched, and I was backing in, and it swung open, and I backed Mm -hmm. into the dock, and the door was open, and it took out the entire dock door Uh, at a craft distribution center. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh, my God. I've only been doing this for three years. (laughs) I learned over the years a little safety trick. Mm -hmm. Bungee straps. Hook the door, okay. hook it under underneath to the frame of the trailer where your tandem slide. Okay, yeah. It'll keep it from swinging loose on you. Yeah, that's good advice. Some states will allow you some and some states won't. Right. Well, I really appreciate I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out with me today, and I hope we can do this again sometime. Well, you have my number. You know I can talk to you anytime. All right. Thank you so much, Don. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it, guys and gals. My first episode of Trucker Tales is in the books. Please let me know what you liked, disliked, want more of, want less of, any ideas you have to make it better. I'm open to all of it. If you have a story you'd like to send me to read, send an email to truckertailspodcast at gmail.com. I put it in the show notes for you. And if you're willing to do a recorded call, send me an email message including your name and number and the best times to call you. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there, drivers. Keep it in the paint and keep it shiny side up.